Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Talking by the Sea. I'm Jenna, and joining me today is Stephanie. How are you, Stephanie? Hi, Jenna. I'm doing great. Excited to dive into our discussion today. Me too. So, we'll be discussing the first chapter of Taken by the Sea by John Rosetta titled, The Moment I Had It All. The chapter offers a glimpse into the lives of the characters and sets the stage for what's to come. Let's start by introducing our narrator and protagonist, William Harris. He's a charming man from Kent, England, who comes from a family of ambition, although he doesn't seem to have inherited much of it. We see two sides of William in these episodes. At the beginning and the end of the chapter, we find him sitting in a jail cell with Mary crying over him. This is quite the contrast to the seemingly very innocent young man that's portrayed in the majority of the chapter. There is a lot we don't know yet for sure. We can tell there is love there, no doubt about that. But of course, we don't know why he's in jail or much about their relationship. I actually was a bit surprised that we met Mary at all in this chapter, although it was at the very end. Starting off with that prologue, William expresses that despite everything that has happened, he knows that Mary still loves him. What are your thoughts on this? It's a great opening line highlighting the enduring power of love. The fact that Mary stands before William crying suggests that she is aware of his love for her. He literally says, it tore her apart, indicating the complexity of their relationship and the emotions involved. However, it also makes you wonder what he did that might make her question her love for him. Must have been something pretty awful. Love can be a double-edged sword. It's evident that William's love for this woman is strong, even though their circumstances may be challenging. The chapter captures the raw vulnerability and depth of their connection. I agree. I love that we're presented with a mystery so early on. Gives us a lot to think about. We then learn about William's upbringing and family background. His grandfather had ambitious dreams of establishing a great family dynasty and securing a title. How does this ambition shape Will's life? The grandfather's ambitions cast a shadow over the family, placing great expectations on his father, Matthew. The burden of running the family business falls on him, leading to resentment and blame. William on a few occasions acknowledges that his grandfather's ambitions may have been driven by vanity, which seems to shape his own perspective. It's interesting how William's perception of his grandfather is influenced by his family's views. The strained relationship between the father and grandfather adds another layer to their family dynamics. It's clear that their social aspirations had consequences, both financially and emotionally. Definitely. Matthew, the father, despite the challenges he faces, remains stoic and dedicated to his family. But that being said, there is a love between the parents— painting a contrasting picture compared to his grandfather's ambitious pursuits. Yes, the contrast between the parent's love and his grandfather's distant nature is striking. It's heartwarming to see the bond between the mother and father, especially through the monthly tradition of buying roses to commemorate the day they first met. That's just very sweet. Agreed. You can feel the love and support William received from his parents, creating a sense of warmth and stability in his early years making the final turn in the chapter even more heartbreaking. Yes. So true. It was so sad to read that part. I hope it's a false alarm and everyone's okay. Now let's shift our focus to Marcus Fleet, who delivers that message. How does this friendship impact Will's life? Seems like he's going to be a very important part of the story. Marcus is portrayed as his loyal best friend and comes from a wealthier family, and his connection to the upper class opens up opportunities for both of them. 
They seem close, but you can tell that they're very different people, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. Absolutely. Marcus's ambitions and political aspirations provide a contrast to William's own uncertainty about his future career path. I'm not sure if you picked up on some jealousy between them, but I did. I was wondering if you picked up on that. No, not really. I think they seem to want different things, at least up to this point in the story. Neither of them wanted anything to do with the women at that ball. I guess not. Well, except for when Mary shows up at the end, I guess. Yes, I have to say, I wanted to see a bit more of her. They have that wonderful moment where they are dancing on the balcony, and then we're taken away from that so quickly. It was Marcus. Blame Marcus. One thing I'm curious about is that there seems like there's a lot of emotional tension between him and Mary at the beginning and end of the chapter during the jail cell scenes. They're not the same people who met in that romantic moment. They both feel the weight of something that happened in between these time periods. Absolutely. What struck me was when he mentions that Mary was wearing her best dress during their last encounter, which could be interpreted as a parting gift. What do you think about that? It's an interesting choice for Mary to wear her best dress during their final meeting. It could imply a desire to leave a lasting impression or a symbol of farewell. Perhaps it's a way for Mary to show that she still cares, even in the midst of their difficult situation. He also mentions being thankful for any gifts that God has left to give, suggesting that he is in a dire circumstance, possibly facing imminent death. Being in a damp cell, waiting to die, adds a sense of urgency and desperation to the scene. It seems like their relationship has been strained and complicated by external circumstances. Maybe by Marcus? He drags them apart when they first meet. Maybe he keeps doing that throughout their relationship. I can't wait to find out, but I hope you're wrong. We'll see, but a great start for sure. A lot to think about as we move ahead. We'll be back after each chapter of Taken by the Sea, and we hoped you enjoyed our discussion today. Next up is Chapter 2 of Taken by the Sea, titled In Suspense. Thank you for listening, and you'll hear from us again soon. 